Hi, this is the Quarter Hour Podcast. It's at 10.23 a.m. Arabian Standard Time. This is Omar W.J. speaking. I uh, just saw um, about Ms. Felix, I think that's her name, um, on Reuters. Uh, she... Uh, She's the one who's got the record uh, gold medal. With just three days to go before the end of an Olympic Games like no other, Tokyo's erratic summer weather is turning out to be another bitter opponent for the competing athletes. Tokyo hit a sizzling 93.2 degrees Fahrenheit on Friday with the sweltering heat dishing out pain for athletes in outdoor events. The women's marathon will now start at 6am in Sapporo on Saturday, one hour earlier than initially planned, a Tokyo 2020 official said on Friday. There is no change at this stage to the men's start time of 7am on Sunday. The IOC decided in 2019 to move the marathon to the northern city of Sapporo to escape the worst of Tokyo's summer heat. But stormy skies could be around the corner. A tropical storm is forecast to possibly bring wind and rain for the closing ceremony on Sunday night. Tokyo 2020 spokesperson Masa Takaya said organizers are prepared for the unexpected. I do want to announce a choice. We just watched the situation closely. And that is the only answer I can give regarding the typhoon. Of course, the organizers are making preparations for the unexpected, but it's not really appropriate for me to give more details at the moment because it just creates speculation. The only thing that I can say is that we are closely watching the situation. American track star Allison Felix on Friday earned a record-breaking 10th Olympic medal making her the most decorated woman in track and field history and tying her with track legend Carl Lewis for the most Olympic medals ever by a U.S. athlete in the sport. Felix, who is 35 years old, reached a milestone by finishing third in the 400-meter final, her last individual Olympic race. After the race, Lewis tweeted, quote, Congratulations, Allison Felix. 35 never looked so good. What an amazing career and inspiration. And Felix still has a chance for more. She can be selected for Saturday's 4x400 meter relay final, giving her the chance to break Lewis's American medal record. Felix, who started her Olympic career as a teenager, is only the third track and field athlete to win a medal at five different games. But her biggest challenge came off the track, when in 2018, she gave birth to her daughter via an emergency C-section after medical complications required the baby to be born at 32 weeks. Felix said the biggest thing for her this year was not winning more medals, but making a comeback at all. Over half of Australia's population was under a hard lockdown on Friday, as the country tries to contain the latest surge in COVID cases. In Sydney, officials are warning residents to brace themselves for another day of record new infections, driven by the double. Thailand is investigating the death of a Swiss tourist. The 57-year-old unnamed female's body was found near a waterfall on the resort island of Phuket. Police said Friday there were signs she had died of unnatural causes. Uh, 
The police will investigate the cause of death, and if the victim was murdered, we will arrest the perpetrator immediately. At the moment, we can't confirm the cause of death yet, as it is still under the investigation process. The woman was visiting under a pilot project to allow vaccinated foreign tourists to visit in a bid to help revive a sector hit hard by the pandemic. Authorities said she arrived in Phuket on July 13th. According to local police, she appeared to have been dead for three days before her body was found, partially unclothed. Police said they were investigating people with criminal records and also migrant workers for possible involvement in the death. Amid a string of high-profile incidents involving disruptive and violent air passengers, the head of the Federal Aviation Administration asked U.S. airports in a letter made public Thursday to assist in the government's effort to crack down on unruly travelers. Several recent in-air incidents have drawn wide public attention on social media, including this altercation when a Frontier Airlines passenger accused of groping two flight attendants and punching a third on a flight from Philadelphia to Miami was taped to his seat for the duration of the flight and arrested after the plane landed. The United States has seen a significant jump in reported cases of passengers causing disturbances on airplanes, including many for refusing to wear face masks. Through August 1st, the FAA has received more than 3,700 reports of unruly passengers this year, with the vast majority of them involving passengers not wearing masks. The FAA has initiated 628 investigations, more than three times the number last year. FAA Administrator Steve Dixon, who indefinitely extended a zero-tolerance policy for unruly air passengers in March, told airport officials in his letter, quote, Every week we see situations in which law enforcement was asked to meet an aircraft at the gate following an unruly passenger incident. In some cases, flight attendants have reported being physically assaulted. Nevertheless, many of these passengers were interviewed by local police and released without criminal charges of any kind. Dixon noted that alcohol often contributes to unsafe passenger behavior and asked airports to prevent passengers from taking alcoholic drinks on planes. Continuing its shopping spree, Maersk announced the acquisition of two e-commerce companies on Friday as the world's biggest container shipping line continues to bet on land-based services. Maersk handles one in five containers shipped worldwide but is looking to transform into an integrated logistics company. It wants to gain more work from existing clients such as Puma and Walmart. It bought Visible Supply Chain Management and B2C Europe for... Oh, and he just wrote me an email. I didn't know... US comedian Louis C.K. has largely kept a low profile since 2017 when he admitted to sexual misconduct. But on Wednesday, he announced a comeback with a 30-city stand-up tour. The former star of TV comedy Louis announced dates on his website starting in mid-August in New York. The shows will run through to December, and he will also perform in Europe in early 2022. The Emmy-winning comedian has mostly been out of the public eye since November 2017, when he admitted allegations of sexual misconduct made by five women. His TV... Two more festivals dropped the baby from their lineups on Tuesday, despite a third apology from the rapper for homophobic remarks he made last month.
The organizers of the iHeartRadio and Austin City Limits Festival said in statements that the baby would no longer be performing at their events. Lollapalooza in Chicago, the Governor's Ball in New York, and Day in Vegas had already removed the American artists from their lineups, and clothing line Boohoo Man dropped him from their campaign. The rapper has been widely criticized for remarks he made at a July 23rd concert in Miami, where he asked the audience to hold up their cell phone lights if they, quote, didn't show up today with HIV AIDS, or if they were not men who performed sex acts in car parks. He apologized. Okay, I guess, um, what would you call that? Insensitivity or trying to get a joke? This is the Washington Examiner that showed up in my Google News feed. Um, the top 12 American tech, tech companies are worth um, over 10 trillion bucks. The NASDAQ index of one small technology ch- companies reached 15,000 last week. Only a few years ago, the index stood at 5,000. Yes, these companies have tripled their market cap value. That doesn't include dividends that have been paid out primarily to mom and pop shareholders in America and across the planet. Okay, we're constantly told that China is catching up and achieving remarkable digital age leaps forward in biotechnology, artificial intelligence, green energy, robotics, 5G technologies, and microchips. I do know that I am sure that the uh, Taiwanese product engineers are still number one in the world. Uh, George Gilder wrote a wonderful, thought-provoking book about the future of life after Google, and he likes Chinese tech companies. Okay, the value of America's 12 most valuable companies today in terms of stock valuation is well over $10 trillion. These red, white, and blue companies I do want to say that I was in um, Taipei in 2019 and, um, you know, I read the newspaper, the Taipei Times. I think it's their only print edition right now in English. And, um, you know, I read about a lot of different companies there. And um, and I would I'd still um, bet dollars to donuts that uh, a lot of uh, Chinese companies are um, Taiwanese-owned or they got uh, Taiwanese pushing the levers. Um, And I know that, uh, um, I mean, this is, my experience is probably irrelevant, but I know that uh, they're really disappointed with some of their Chinese workers years ago. Um, and I was going to make one other comment. If I remember it, I'll, I'll tell you later. Companies from Silicon Valley to the Silicon Slopes of Utah, Boston, and northern Northwest Arkansas are rough, worth roughly as much as all of the Chinese publicly traded companies combined. You know, um, I don't think this guy this writer really understands about, okay, all the electronics are made in China. Okay, maybe they make some high-end things here. Your Apple phone, made in China. Chips are made there. High-end chips, um, and this is, uh, let's see, it's 20-year-old news, 18-year-old news. Um, 
I was at a meeting um, in 2001. Yeah, I'm 20 years old, and this vice president had gone to a meeting somewhere, and it was an annual meeting. I can't remember the name of it. Um, you know, maybe they don't even have it anymore. But um, he said everything's going to be made there in China. The Lenovo campus in Shenzhen is so big that you can go get lost there. Uh, Lenovo makes, um, I mean, they uh, took over IBM. Warren Buffett, one of the greatest of all time. Okay, G-O-A-T. Expresses guilt about his billions as if he and other great financiers are economic parasites. No, says the writer. Steering financial resources to winners such as Google, not losers such as Solyndra, makes everyone in America richer. Solyndra was supposed to be a uh, solar powers camp. Uh, company. Uh, few politicians have any clue of how capital markets create wealth and jobs and shared prosperity in the USA. If they did, they would appreciate that without capitalists and capital, there is no enterprise, no material. So that's common sense. Um, I personally don't know anybody who's been in politics. I know that. Um, Man, I knew before there was a guy from my church who took up, got state office, I believe. Um, he went in there because they needed somebody. And my, let's see, my dad's first cousin, so that would be my uh, second cousin. Um, I don't know, he was on the school board. Can America's tech dominance continue to blow away the foreign competition? decades to come get on it okay well i guess this guy hasn't read um, this guy named schumpeter okay this is stephen moore this is supposed to be august 6th and um what do they have what what's schumpeter's thing um creative disruption things are always getting disrupted uh, by new technology or or whatever okay record-breaking oldest female power lift or granny is turning 100 um, infant, infantilization of Western culture. This is from Yahoo. Okay, let me see what this says. Okay, so all the time I can't see things because uh, um, everybody else is looking at it and I can't get to it. Um, okay. Jeff Bezos makes a simple framework for making big decisions. Question Bezos asks, at the end of my life, will I regret not having done this? Um, okay. On um, Joe, Senator Joe Manchin's houseboat, which is in D.C., um, Ted Cruz once drank three beers in minutes. So, um, um, I don't think that's something to be proud of. Let's see a man drink four beers. Very quickly once, and um, um, I could probably down some fast here. Clint Eastwood's got a new movie out called Cry uh, Macho, and he's 91 years old. Good for Clint. I remember seeing his first movie directed on TV called Cry Misty for me when I was a kid um, before I started shaving, and um, um, I was impressed. Um, it was. Uh, Clint would play jazz on the radio, and this one woman kept calling in and saying, uh, I'll play, um, 
Um, Misty for me. Okay. Um, and she was in that. Ah, like insane. U.S. now averaging 100,000 new COVID-19 infections a day. This is the uh, AP news, breaking news. Okay. Um, U.S. eats France 87-82 for Tokyo title. It's got to be basketball. Um, yeah. Um, shots give COVID-19 survivors big immune boost study show. I know that when I was going to get my COVID-19 shot the first time, they asked me, oh, have you had COVID-19? Have you been exposed to COVID-19? And I said, no. Um, they didn't have a test for me. They didn't ask for one either. Um, man arrested after injuring 10 with knife on Tokyo train. Oh my goodness. Um, the 36-year-old man told police he wanted to kill women who appeared happy and chose his targets at random. And HK News said, okay, and this is by Marie Yamaguchi. Um, I remember hearing about different Chinese people uh, killing people with knives. Um, I haven't heard about any... Um, bombs going off for a while. They know how to do that. They have the resources to do that. Rec recreation at risk as Lake Powell dips to historic low. I think that's the, uh, um, um, okay, I think the band of newly exposed rock stretches, of rock face stretches high above Boulder's head at Lake Powell, creating a sharp contrast against a famous red desert terrain as their vessels weave through canyons where once underwater. I think I read this the other day. Excuse me for repeating the news. Um, um, Lake Powell is the second largest reservoir in the United States, right behind Nevada's Lake Mead, which also stores water from the Colorado River. Both are shrinking faster than expected, a dire concern for a seven-state region that relies on the river to supply water to 40 million people in a $5 billion a year agricultural industry. They are among the largest. They are among several large bodies of water in the U.S. West that have hit record lows this summer, including the Great Salt Lake in Utah. In 1983, Lake Powell's water exceeded its maximum level of 3,700 feet, 1,127 meters, and nearly overran Glen Canyon Dam. The lake is facing new set of challenges having a rec reached a record low of 1,082 meters last week. Okay, that doesn't sound so terribly bad. The maximum level is 1,127, and then it's at 1,082 um, meters now. Government officials had to begin releasing water from sources upstream last month to keep the lake's level from dropping so low could have threatened hydropower supplied by the dam. Okay, fluctuating water levels have long been a staple of Lake Powell, but National Park Service officials say the usual forecasts weren't able to predict just how bad 2021 would be. Finger pointing has started as boaters, local officials, and the Park Service debate. The Park Service debate what to do now. No 
homeowner Bill Schneider says the park service has failed to plan. If it gets to the point where we're so low that you can't put boats in the water and you can't come up with a solution to put boats in the water, why should you come to Lake Powell? Okay. A 50-year-old bought a retirement home in nearby Page, Arizona after completing 25 years of, February of military service in February. Okay, I guess he didn't have anything else better to do. Spending 25 years. Let's see. 25 years. So, let's see. 53 minus 5 is 48. So he went in when he was 28 years old. So he's burning the world up. Um, um, Donald, you know, Donald Trump went to uh, um, Paris. And then he didn't go to the famous uh, um, place where the Marines got, got their reputation, uh, Bellu Wood. And um, um, he said, all oh, those people are just losers. Okay, so um, I think most people still think of people who sign up for, for the uh, armed forces as losers. That's what your average American thinks on the streets. Governor DeSantis was in the Navy after uh, graduated from uh, Harvard Law School. Um, and um, that uh, makes you wonder. South Dakota's Sturgis rally roars back as Delta rising. Okay, listen to this on MSNBC. The Black Hills of South Dakota roared with motorcycles and crowds Friday as the annual Sturgis motorcycle rally kicked off. 750,000 were there last year. This year they expect 700,000. Um, for some, it's a once-in-a-lifetime goal to make it to Sturgis. Others faithfully make the pilgrimage year after year. This is by Stephen Groves. Public health officials and some locals worry the rally will play again. Again, play host of coronavirus infections. Um, what you did last year. Um, um, um. Um, the famous last words of uh, any um, COVID-19, many people dying from COVID-19 is, I should have got the vaccination, okay? Um, should have got the vaccine. Capital writers, rioters, enter first guilty pleas to assaulting pol police. And this is by Michael Kunzelman. A New, Jer New Jersey gym owner and a Washington State man on Friday became the first people charged in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol to plead guilty to assaulting a law enforcement officer during the deadly siege. The pair of plea deals with federal prosecutors could be a benchmark for dozens of other cases in which Capitol rioted rioters are charged with attacking police as part of an effort to halt the certification of President Joe Biden's election victory. Both defendants face more than three years in prison if a judge adheres to estimated sentencing guidelines spelled out in the plea agreements. Okay, the first person that in a plea, she got community service and a white woman. Uh, the estimated sentencing guidelines for Scott, Kevin, Fairlame, Fairlam, 
range from about three and a half to four and a half years in prison. But the judge isn't bound by that recommend recommendation when he sentences Fairlamb, 44-year-old former mixed martial arts fighter who owned Fairlamb Fit Gym in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. Fairlamb's lawyer and prosecutors can seek a sentence above or below those guidelines. The sentencing guidelines and Devlin Thompson's plea deal recommend a slightly higher sentence than Fairlamb, ranging from less than four years to four and three quarters years in prison. After Fairlamb's hearing, Thompson, 28 of Puyallup, Washington, P-U-Y-A-L-L-U-P, pleaded guilty to assaulting a police officer with a dangerous weapon, a baton. The same judge who accepted Fairlamb's guilty plea ordered Thompson to be jailed in Seattle. Thompson had been free since his participation in the Capitol riot. Please come less than two weeks after a group of police officers testified at a congressional hearing about airing harrowing confrontations with mobs, the mob of insurrectionists. Five officers who were at the Capitol that day have died, four of them by suicide. Fairlamb's brother is a U.S. Secret Service agent. Um, a video showed him holding a collapsible baton and shouting, What do patriots do? We effing disarm them and then we storm the Capitol. Okay. And we effing, we storm the effing Capitol. Um, ciao. Chawla, C-H-A-W-L-A, U.S. Attorney General Tejpal Chawla, uh, said this is one of the largest domestic terrorism events in U.S. history where a group of individuals attacked the citadel of our constitutional democracy in an effort to overthrow the valid election results of the President of the United States. Okay, so just a moment here. Um, sorry for the uh, interruption. This is uh, a quarter hour podcast. Um, it's supposed to be 46 today and the same weather tomorrow. 0% chance of rain. And surprise, surprise, it's sunny. This is Omar WJ. Primary mission is to entertain. Secondary is to instruct. Please uh, tune in next time.